All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fucksters? What's happening? What's going on with you today? Everything all right? Hold on. Is there... They're gutting the house across the street. That's... Oh, can you hear that? You can't, right? That's my concern, is that... I'm going to sell this house, and someone's just going to gut it or plow it to the ground. What does What does it matter, right? Isn't that true? Is, shouldn't that be... My my disposition around it is like, hey, look, I get, I'll sell it, I get out. What do I care what they do with it? But it is like, it is a little weird. It's weird that just the fact that I painted everything and everything's painted over in there, and the outside's painted, and it's fundamentally a a different uh, looking house than what I than what I've lived in for the last dozen and change years. But what if I sell it and they just fucking rip it all apart? There's part of me that thinks like, well, why I wouldn't have put the work in that I did if you were just going to destroy it which might happen. Ultimately, you're doing this uh, a minimal amount of work on a house so you can sell it so you can get the best price possible. But now that I look at it, it's like this is a comfortable place. Uh, yeah, I would. I think I'd be upset if someone just obliterated it. But but I got to detach. I got to, there's some part of me that's just not ready to detach. See, the people that bought the place across the street, like I knew that guy lived across the street. He was a nice guy. His brother lives next door over here. He retired, went elsewhere. I have nothing invested in that house. I knew that guy. He, he doesn't give a shit. And they're probably doing a great thing with it. They're going to make it beautiful. Why should I have a problem with somebody buying my house and doing whatever the fuck they want? I had often thought about just leveling it myself, starting fresh, clean slate, totally. Nothing but pipes, nothing but the foundation, something like that. It was close. But clearly, this is just part of my relationship with this house and that uh, I got to let it go. The house I grew up in was sold and they leveled it. They just uh, took, they disappeared it and they built something that looked similar from the outside. Sometimes people just got to start fresh. But there's so much history here, folks. What I, you know what? I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. See, now that, see, hear the tone of that? That's the tone of like, that's not really, I don't give a fuck. That's, um, you know, I care a lot, but I'm just, you know, I'm just going to suck it up and, uh, no, nah, I don't give a shit. What, what do I care? I don't give a fuck. All of those mean it affects me deeply and I'd be very upset. That, fuck that. Who cares? Translated, I, I care a lot and uh, please don't, don't do it. Oh, yeah, that you'd be that's crazy to think that I would give a shit about that. I really do. I give a shit and I'm sad right now. No, do do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. Seriously. Seriously, just just go for it. Just go for it. Please, please don't. Don't please, please, please. I'm out of here. I I really I need help. Please. Today on the show, Gina Rodriguez from uh, Jane the Virgin and her new film, the new big film with Natalie Portman, Annihilation. She's here. She's here. Is that all right with you? So I got to quit thinking, overthinking. Is it overthinking? I don't know. Look, I have a lot of people on this show. I don't assume that I have relationships with people. I just don't. Like, I, I, I don't. I, I, there are people that I know who have been on my on this show that were friends before or that people I knew pretty well. And sure, I would text them. I would text them. Not a problem. But there are some people that 
I don't I don't really know them and they're of a, a certain level of celebrity where like, I've talked about this before. What am I going to do? Text them and hang out? And no, I don't do that. I just don't do it. It's not my nature. I try to do things appropriately in terms of uh, booking, in terms of outreach, and very rarely do I assume familiarity. Now, here's the deal. Ever since I, I went to um, the uh, SAG Awards and Kristen Bell hosted them, I thought to myself, why hasn't she been on my show? And she made a joke about me. She knows who I am. I've had her husband, Dax Shepard, on twice, once for a long one and then for a short one. And why hasn't she been on the show? And somehow or another, the other day in that moment, you know, I thought I could text Dax just to see, you know, to gauge her interest, you know, just to see. If uh, maybe his wife, Kristen, would want to do the show. So, and I don't do this, but I decided Dax, you know, he's a recovery guy. I'm a recovery guy. We had good talks. I feel close to him. We don't socialize, but I just feel like he's the kind of guy I could shoot a text to, you know, to, to have him, to, to have him ask his wife about the show. So I do it. It didn't go well. I, I was completely open hearted about it and thought I was doing the right thing. I put, you know, I, I checked it through with my, uh, with my business partner and producer. I think you think it'd be all right if I just asked, ask if Dax, if you know, Kristen was interested. So I text, Hey man, it's Marin. I wanted to have Kristen on the show. You think she'd be into it? That was at seven seventeen PM. Then at 11.15 p.m., Dax writes back, I think it's interesting that you ignored my email asking you to be on my podcast. Now you're texting me to ask if my wife will be on yours, dot, dot, dot. And right then I'm like, oh, what the fuck? I, co- I was completely blindsided by this. I had no recollection. No recollection of, of the email. And that's the thing. And I was just talking to Sarah the Painter about this, you know, like, so much shit falls through the cracks. You get so many emails. And now I answer emails in my head and text and I don't actually answer them in reality. Like I've, I've shown up at places where I'm like, why don't we have an appointment? No, you never, you never confirmed. Like I did in my head or like I'll, I'll look at emails and be like, oh, I got to get back to that. I'll get back to that. I don't get back to it. I don't. Brendan said I should start a folder of stuff I have to re- reply to. That would be a nice organizing to do. But the point being, he sent that to me and I'm like, oh, fuck. This guy's mad at me. I don't know how mad. I don't know how long ago he asked me. I don't remember being asked. I went and found the email. I found the email. It was just a nice little sort of like, hey, the time has come. But I could tell from the email that it was not an easy thing for him to do. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, it was just an email. I found it. It was like from the end of uh, December. Uh, the day you feared has arrived. I would love to interview you on my podcast. I know you're crazy busy, so I will, I will have appropriate expectations. Also, please feel guilt-free about saying no. Hope you've had a fun and joyous break, Dax. And so I found that, had no recollection of reading it. But when I saw it, I'm like, oh yeah, I kind of remember. So now I'm, I'm, I'm afraid that Dax is just, fuck you, Mark, fuck you. Right? Dot, dot, dot. So I write back, oh shit. I spaced. I actually don't remember seeing it. I get busy and space and things fall through the cracks. Okay, sorry. So can we fix this or am I just shit now? I, that was, I thought that was 
I thought that was a reasonable response. It was honest, you know, taking responsibility. And then, uh, you know, pretty quickly right after, like two minutes later, he said, no, no, you're not shit, but you can imagine from my point of view how that feels. Yeah. So now I'm thinking like, oh man, like there's a second opportunity for me to like get, get him more mad. And, but I did know, I do know, look, I like, I don't know how he feels when people ask about his wife. I, that's a whole other issue, which, you know, revisiting it was probably inappropriate but i said yeah man i'm sorry i do so few podcasts and i just realized i've never had her on and i had you on i get it i fucked up if you still want me on i'd be happy to do it it just fell through the cracks and i'm sorry i asked about her probably the wrong way to go about it and i obviously had no idea that i offended you or that you even sent the email or i wouldn't have i'll proceed however you want again sorry for being rude that was at 11.24 p.m. And now I'm just sort of like, well, what's he going to do? Is he just sitting there with Kristen in bed going, fuck this guy. Fuck him. Right? Right? Isn't that what anybody would imagine? Then the next day, I had to wait all night. He writes back, first of all, you're working the shit out of the program. Thank you for the apology. I would love to have you on my podcast, and I'm sure she would love to be on yours. I think we can all be happy. So... Point being, I went and did his podcast today and I, you know, and we kind of, you know, kind of went through this whole thing and, you know, I was, it was funny because he, he told me, he said like, he didn't go all the way with like no problem or all the way with like, you fucking asshole, you blew me off. But he did tell me that it is hard for him to ask people to do things or ask for help, but he went the middle route. Like it was funny because he said, I went right in the middle, like not letting you off the hook totally, not being a dick, but I gave you a window to be a dick. Like, he gave me this opportunity. Like, am I? It could, I could have been a dick right there. I might have been, but I didn't even think to do it. It went great. It was great to see him. He's a good guy. And I'm glad that didn't escalate into something shitty because we did realize that it could have on either of our sides for no fucking reason. Just because I let an email fall through the cracks. And, and because I, you know, I, I assume familiarity. But, but that seemed to be appropriate. I, I think I can text him uh, again and, and we're friends. But, but it's just dicey, man. Sometimes, like, you just, you don't pay attention to shit, and you just, I don't know. Yeah, I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking, honestly, just getting out of the, getting off email, getting off uh, text, and getting off Twitter, and just have people call my landline and leave a message on my fucking machine. That's what I'm thinking, that, you know, let's, let's, let's go analog. Fuck this. I'll check my messages later. I I would I would like fall off the edge of culture if I did that. Yeah, just leave a message on my machine. Call and leave a message on my machine. Yeah, that that's gonna that's gonna work out now. So Gina Rodriguez is here. She is Jane the Virgin, and Sarah the Painter uh, is a a fan of of Jane of Jane the Virgin. She enjoys the show. She told me to have Gene on a while back. And he, the thing is, is like we got to talking about stuff about you know I, about Latinos in culture and Latin. Like I grew up in New Mexico. I was uh, always very much uh, Latinos were very much part of my life all my life growing up. I'd never thought about it that much um, in terms of like that we're different, but uh, it was just the way New Mexico was. But we did have this interesting conversation where. There's still not a good integration of diversity in the mainstream media. Uh, and, and the default is still very white. And we all need to be conscious of that. 
Her new movie, Annihilation, opens Friday, February 23rd. Jane the Virgin is currently in its fourth season on the CW. This is me and Gina in the garage. She was dressed real fancy. I'll tell you that right now. She had a really fancy dress on. I I have fond memories of patchouli. Uh Patchouli is like, I would say... My high school memories, boyfriend memories. My you, high school oh, boyfriend wore see, patchouli. It, that, well, very, oh, that, so. He probably that, still does. You know, it's weird because it's not necessarily a dude thing, and I don't meet too many dudes that wear it, but I wear it. I've been wearing it forever. It's a good smell. Yeah, it is, right? Yeah. Did it bring back a wave of uh, uncomfortable memories? No, they weren't <laughs> uncomfortable. Oh, they were good? I don't know if I have any uncomfortable memories. Well, that's a <laughs> well. Well, you should be very grateful for that. <laughs> Not one uncomfortable memory. I mean, is or, it just because you accept them? Yeah. Oh, it's because I accept them. Right. So then I I rework them in my mind. Right. You, you're sort of like, well, that could be uncomfortable. I change the narrative. Sh- there you go. Change so I just the narrative. fucking lie to myself. Well, that's you know what? <laughs> that's how a lot of people get through their day. Yes. <laughs> I think that's how I'm getting through my days these days. Uh, really? I would think <laughs> yeah. that th- things are going okay for you right now. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess, like, I know that. But life doesn't stop. That's right. Life can still suck even when things are going okay. Yeah, they are not mutually exclusive. That's true. And people don't really know that. It's just that when, you, uh, when you're at a certain level, you're not really allowed to complain too much. May I take off my shoes? You, whatever you need to do. <laughs> just, what do you wear? They're just, they're hot boots. <laughs> so just, you were just where? Which show? I just did the talk. The talk. I do I, just directed my first episode of Jane, the show that I'm on. This yeah, show I'm familiar Jane. with the show. Jane, Jane, Jane the Virgin. Virgin. Yeah. yeah. I watched a few to get up to speed. Ooh. Yeah, no. I wonder I, which ones you chose. <laughs> the, la- the last few. Oh, good. Okay, I mean, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't have a guy. My girlfriend watches it. Does she? It's like her secret thing. It's a guilty pleasure. Right, a guilty pleasure. It's like Red Velvet Cupcakes or well, Justin Bieber. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Neither of which I love. You there know. you go. So Are you those your really, guilty pleasures? I just feel like maybe I just confess they're both my guilty pleasure. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. I, I am a 30-year-old that loves uh, Justin Bieber. I want to love uh, Red Velvet Cupcakes, <laughs> but I, you know they look great. But the I best. Can, yeah. <laughs> have you ever tried one? Sure, of course. Oh, okay, then you're just not into no, it. No, no. I mean, okay. they're good cake. It's good cake. You know, like, I think I like chocolate cake better, probably. Mm. I don't know. I know red velvet's good, but I, I never like the icing that much. Doesn't matter. So <laughs> she she watches the show, and and I told her we were going to talk. But it's one of those shows where she's like, "Oh, you can just jump in anywhere," but you then she tries to explain. Yeah, there's, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like. She's trying to get me up to speed on like 75 episodes of a thing that goes all over the place with all these different characters and murder and affairs and twins and weirdness. And life. Real life. No, no, I think that's true. I mean, I saw some real life even when I just watched one or two episodes. You know? Yeah. And and real life. And I like the colors. It reminds me of an Almodovar movie. It's poppy and pretty. Like, yeah, everything's like really poppy. Like, you know, that's some serious set deck. So you're on the talk, and this, I'll say the talk shoots here, I'm assuming. The talk is here, yeah. And is it an afternoon or a morning show? It is a morn. Uh, so you did a pre-tape? 11, or, 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 did you're... you go live? Were it's a just... pre-tape because I, they were on my episode that I directed of Jane. So they, we, have the, we have my dad on the show and Brooke Shields. They are on the talk to discuss male postpartum depression. And so they were, it was like meta, they were in our show. So we went to promote them the, being on our show right. on Friday. 
But what did it have to do with male postpartum depression? That's what our storyline is ha- having. Like, really? Yeah. Oh, because the, the guy who's got the baby. The guy's got the baby. He's and a that, stay-at-home dad, and he's depressed. Right. I saw the episode leading up to this one. Yes. He got bored. He got. He thought it was going to be the end all. And Yeah, and, and he now, meets another woman that has uh, postpartum depression, and he's like, I haven't. So, <laughs> so he's got postpartum depression. Yes. But, but not really. But not really. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> but it's fantastic because especially in this climate, in this world, um, they talk about a lot of like social issues. Right, sure. Without commentary, without judgment. Like in right. a little and sprinkle. It's like, hey, talk about that. Right, and you make it a little funny. And we make it a little funny. Yeah, like yeah. I talk about uh, a male uh, eating disorder all the time. Which is a thing. I have it. I mean, I'm not ter- do you, terrible. What, what do you, what do you, body dysmorphia? What do you have? I have some of that. Yeah. yeah. That. You know, I, if I'm not comfortable with my body, I don't, nec- I don't necessarily think I'm a very good person. For sure. Your self-worth is balanced on it. <laughs> yeah. Are you joking or no. do you really feel Why this would way? I just, just kind of out of nowhere, because, I'm just going to start joking about that. That's my idea. Like, I'm just going to start joking about my fake eating disorder. But, no, it's yeah, real. Okay. It's true. Well, I mean, I feel you. And now, so how are you doing on the show? How do you like seeing yourself on Glow, which you're- Fantastic. Oh, you know, it's a, uh, it, it's some, thank you. It's some days it's an issue because yeah. I got, I'm wearing the same pants. I literally wear yeah. the same pants for Every the entire show. Phenomenal. Yeah. And there are these jeans, these bell bottom jeans and you got craft services. So <laughs> by the end of a fucking shooting a season, I'm like, I, I can't go another, like by the time we're done, I'm like, I can't get in these pants and I can't do it. Oh my God. That's gotta be so tough. Like having to like balance your life around these Fucking jeans. <laughs> I well, I'm probably. I, I think I looked all right. I don't. I don't think they ever got so type it in your head. <laughs> yeah, they Do you be, have it? Yeah, of course. All right. So like, it doesn't have any bearing on reality. But if your pants are feeling tight one day, maybe they are. Maybe they aren't. Who knows? But you've decided. Yeah. But but seriously though, craft I'm services. A better time talking to myself about. Yeah. That that body dysmorphia. Watching myself on screen, being able to see myself fluctuate. Yeah. Weight. Really? Being able to like say, okay, so that's for that. That's a character. Or that's, you know, I, I went to Thailand last year. Really? And I trained in Muay Thai for a month. Like, Is that in martial art? Yeah. For like, like four hours a day. Really? And you went to the source. And I went to C- the source. Couldn't, couldn't do it here. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't do it here. No. No. <laughs> yeah. No. O and Bird and all those amazing, you know, badass trainers live there. So uh-huh. went there for a month, got uh-huh. so strong. Came yeah. back to yeah. Jane. Yeah. I'm not working out four hours a day. Uh-huh. There is craft services. Oh, isn't there? I'm shooting 14 hours a day. And, yeah. you know, sometimes when you don't have a social life, uh, Hot Cheetos and yeah. um, Little Madeline Cookies are your companion. Those are them? Hot Cheetos? Hot Cheetos what are Hot Cheetos? They're delicious. Hot what are you Cheetos. talking about? How, what do you mean you've never had Hot Cheetos? Wait, how do you make them hot? They make them hot. Oh, you mean spicy Cheetos. Spicy Here, Cheetos. Here, I'm thinking like temperature hot. No. I'm like, how do you do that? That's true. That would be interesting. I'm well, sure somebody's have fried them yeah, at some yeah, point. People I'm figure fried out everything. They take, people take shitty, uh, horrible food that's bad for you and make it worse. It's, it seems like it's their they, like fried ice cream, whatever fried it is. Twinkies. Fried, that sure. sounds awful. No, it's or maybe terrible. delicious. I, I, once Sweet half and a one. Salty. Yeah, sure. a bite. Yeah. Okay, spicy, spicy Cheetos. Got so it. yes, I, I agree. The body yeah. dysmorphia is real. What do you got at the craft services? But like we're on the set of Glow, man. It's like every two hours. And like, it's Netflix. Y'all got money, so you guys are getting food. Right. It's like a cruise ship. Like there's a Damn. full buffet every so two unfair. hours. It's like someone on a microphone. There's, there's Thai food at Crafty. <laughs> there's Indian buffet at Crafty. Uh, I love my craft services. Uh, Jeannie, Frankie, I love you so much. Please don't be offended. But yeah. craft services... 
does not do me justice. Always, what do they What so. do they have over there? What do they uh, do? They, we uh, have a limited <laughs> budget, so we are. <laughs> but is it thematic? <laughs> is it thematic with the show? For is sure. There, <laughs> I mean, there's like we have tacos, we have empanadas yeah. that come on. Empanadas, we get those yeah. too sometimes. Those are apparently very good. Yeah. I. You I oh, you stay away from them. I. I what about donuts? I mean, I've been on this show for four years. You learn where to like. The bathrooms are far. Yeah, oh, from the stages. So, so that's that's the incentive. <laughs> yeah, you gotta just be careful. You just gotta <laughs> choose your battles. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I have a lot of battles already, so I'm just gonna yeah. like. <laughs> I can't like, but my thing. The problem with it is, I the last two weeks of the shoot, that's where I'm, I just come unhinged, and I'm like, I'm gonna eat the fucking donut. <laughs> Eat the whole donut. I'm not gonna. I'm not just gonna break off a piece and then yeah. circle around a few yeah. times. Yeah, I do that every day almost <laughs> with the morning donuts. Take a little piece yeah, and I circle, circle back. Yeah, so, just hoping that do you, lunges on my way back to it. Yeah. <laughs> Half hoping someone took it. Like I hope uh, it's not. Yeah, there. exactly. <laughs> or that they won't have maple today. Yeah. Don't have maple. Oh, you like the maple? Love on, the maple long maple. johns. Oh, God, like on the old fashioned. This whole talk is gonna be about. Yeah, the old fashioned. Yeah, I love old fashioned donut. I like them straight up though. I, I'll, I'll take them glazed. Or no, yeah, I'm yeah, like vanilla or maple on top of them. Yeah. All right, so <laughs> so you directed. I directed, and you. It, I did that once or twice on my show uh, oh. when I had Marin. Nice. It's tricky, but I mean, when you're in it and doing it, you got you got to lean on the DP a lot, right? DP and the writer. Yeah. 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 So like, what was the experience and, like and for really you directing? Just believing in my instincts. Sure. Yeah. Because you got to go out and like, okay, I'm going to, um, I, I see the frame. I'm going to go in it now. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm going to do this thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I got some really great advice from some badass women. Like? Like America Ferreira. Uh-huh. Where she said, set up a system. Yeah. You know, like, um, decide how many takes you're going to do and then decide to watch playback after, yeah. you know, um, checking in with your writer right. or your DP. Right. There was no, like, camera mistakes. Mm -hmm. Do we, we have anything technical we need to... So I kind of set up a system where I'd do it once, take a look at it, fix all the things I wanted, and then I'd go in and do three three runs. Yeah. Three do runs. Do the coverage? Uh, do three runs in each shot? Three on runs each? in, like, each uh, shot. Okay, okay. Yeah, if I felt like I needed more, then right. I'd go back and do more. But if not, I'd move on. Because we do, like, 10, 11 pages a day. That's insane. It's an insane. Why? Why so much? The we have like a seventy page. We get about seventy page scripts each. Oh, week. because you have all those other elements. You got yeah, so like much things you add: Instagram elements, text elements, magical realism, yeah, split yeah. screen. Like, right, they're like right. So it's a tough show, and tonally, it's very tough. But I would think with seventy pages of effects, you would you know not shoot eleven pages of dialogue a day. Well, we don't have too too many effects. Yeah. But then also, it's like a way for our creator to really carve out the story. Yeah, right, right. You have a lot of options. Yeah, you've got options. You've got yeah. space. So we we pound away at this show. Like, we have been working our ass off. How much part of the, outside of doing the directing, and you, what are you, like 80 episodes now? How many have you done? I think I'm, mine was Almost, like 73. Right. I think we're on like 75. So... How, are you part of the creative process uh, in general at this point, writing-wise or story-wise? No, 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 no. Not I do all? not touch that world. No, Jenny Ehrman is a island. She is an island of brilliance, and she is a very clear vision for Jane, and she has a very clear arc yeah. of where we're going and yeah. where we're ending. Right. So it's- Oh, really? You know where it's going to end? I know where it's going to end. What, like, what, but at what episode? I mean, I mean, I don't know if I'm even allowed to say, but I know <laughs> that we, I know our end. There is an end. There is an end. But is it like you know, like here? This is what the end's going to be. But we, we're not exact. We can fill it out. Like there's room between now and the end. No, I know where the end is. Oh wow. Yeah, there's an end. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. And it's that's both like um I'm assuming it's it's not for at least 30 episodes. Oh. I don't know. Come on, you you, you want to syndicate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, is that the world we're living in still? No, because of, it no, is not. Right? It's it not. isn't. But it kind of is. But it's exciting. It's you an get, exciting milestone. You want to get over 100? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. I think it's it kind of is the world. I mean, look, the yeah. network you're on, don't they run I mean, they run 15 years a show. Right. And those the man, the actors preserve. Yeah. They're taking some kind of youth serum. <laughs> I'm like, how is that even possible? Some of the sometimes. shows can last. But you know with TV, though, sometimes you, you turn the cameras off, you get up close, you're like, oh, that's much different. <laughs> than a... Well, it's a little... lighting is lighting is a, can be a good friend. It's a, it's a little tricky with the high def for some of those older cats. Yeah. They're like, oh, everything now? You can see <laughs> everything? All right, so you directed it. Yeah. And you, did you love that? Is that something you want to do? You're going to yeah. be a... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, like, after I did it, I was like, this is the space, this is where it's at. I mean, I started as a professional dancer. I started as a dancer. And okay, then I, let's go back then, if you're going to go back. Yeah. Where did you grow up? Chicago. Really? Yeah. Chicago. Northwest side of Chicago. I don't know what that city, means. City, city. What's, what's northwest side? Like, right outside of Lincoln Park. Have you heard of Lincoln Park? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, the hood. Okay. So, the, a few hoods deep into Lincoln. A few hoods deep. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. What kind of hood when you talk about the oh, hood? Oh, mostly Puerto Rican and, like, Polish. Puerto Rican and Polish. It's always a Polish contingent. Yeah. No matter what yeah, hood you're in. Yeah, was... There's a few Polish people around. But it's very interesting because it was a lot of, like, Polish immigrants. Right. And so, they oh, really? really understood the struggle of feeling like an outsider uh-huh. or disenfranchised. Yep. And, like, a lot of the Latinos in the neighborhood felt that way. Right. Right. And so, like, the Polish people were like, we totally get you. Oh, really? So, <laughs> and, like, so there was a bonding between the... The ultimate bond. The bond of feeling like an outsider, for sure. And also, you had the Catholic thing. Poles and uh, Latinos. For sure, yeah. Thing. We were all going to the same church. <laughs> were, you yeah. were, right? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> it was fantastic. So, yeah, and big, how big is the family? I have two older sisters, an older brother from my father's first marriage, uh-huh. and he's like, but he's my brother. Yeah. I mean, was I always, always feel there. like that's always such a strange thing. I'm like, I'm going to tell you that he's like not fully my brother, but he's my brother. No. Right. Yeah. I grew up with him. He's, yeah. He's significantly older than myself. Um, he's the eldest of, and the youngest of four. Uh-huh. How old is he? He's, I believe he's 45. He's going to be mad at me. 45, 48. Oh, yeah. Area. Somewhere in that area. Yeah. So yeah, a yeah. lot older. Yeah, and yeah. I'm 33, so right. that's just so uh, we have two more in between us. So he was he was sort of out of the house for a good part yeah. of it. Yeah, 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 yeah and exactly. And then there's a couple other older sisters, and then two older sisters. Are they in show business? No, the eldest runs a private equity firm. The middle child is a doctor. A doctor? Yeah, I'm what a, kind a of piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you figure like they they pleased your parents in those ways. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was still very difficult because my father wanted me to be a lawyer. A lawyer. Yeah, he wanted the trifecta, and he would say it. Oh, right, he wanted to say it. Yeah, he wanted got, to say got it. A lawyer, a but, doctor, and uh, a banker. And a yeah, yeah, and a and a yeah, a, a, a somebody likes to pretend. Broker. Yeah, and yeah. Then he got that instead. But pretend. look how well you did. He's got to be. You got to be the most popular one at this point. <laughs> <laughs> oh man I don't know they're very proud my father was a professional referee for boxing and so he was always on TV and so growing up he you know he was like what don't forget I'm the one that's oh, really? on TV I'm first t- yeah oh really yeah as a professional boxing referee yeah 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 but he was like a real deal referee real deal referee in Badass. Chicago all over the world I mean yeah we grew I mean I grew up in Chicago but he oh so he was yeah, so. all over yeah I mean his his final fight that he retired on was Pacquiao versus um, 
Algeria in Macau, China, and I was able to go to it and watch him and like cheer him on for his retirement. Really? Yeah, so he's like, he was- You weren't watching the fight? You're watching your dad? I was watching my dad. Yeah, I mean, I love Pacquiao. I knew Pacquiao was going to destroy. I'm sorry, Chris. Chris, you're a great fighter as well, but I knew. I, you, so you follow boxing. You, yeah. I guess you would have to. Yeah, all my life, yeah. Uh, yeah, because yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like, It seems like your brother was pretty old. You, you probably- <laughs> <laughs> But your your dad probably wanted one of you to like fighting. Do y'all like fighting? We all fight. Oh, you yeah. do. Except my eldest sister, but my middle sister's tough. She's really strong. Um, and I fight. I mean, yeah. I don't fight professionally, but you I wish box? I could. I box. I do Muay Thai. Mu- I my, kick. Muay Thai. You I go use to all Thailand. my limbs. So, like, where did we end up with that with the Thailand thing? How long were you in Thailand? Oh, so I was in Thailand. Oh, so this is what was this yeah. is where we were going. So I, I start to understand that it's okay if you work out four hours a day. Of course, your body's gonna look one way, and if you don't, your body's gonna look another. So I start to accept what my body looked like on each yeah experience. and also you just sort of like is it that terrible are you that like it's like you're not no, an obese person so... you're just a little uncomfortable you gotta eat and tomorrow's another day yeah and it's really like is that really what we're worried about yeah like like really <laughs> no it shouldn't, like it be. shouldn't be but what but, a waste of space in the brain true but i think my theory it's is it's not like i don't not think about it i do i'm just saying i i know I'm you're mad fucking yeah. yelling at myself right yeah, you're mad at yourself for wasting uh, yeah. you know, like there's bigger problems for Come yourself on. and for everybody and for else life more. right but i sometimes think you pick these type of things to like to focus you have control over that problem so like the bigger problems that you may not you may feel powerless mm-hmm. about focus on the little things so that you yeah, can feel like a shift in the is negative really real in the negative way right, yes. yeah focus on the little things in like the negative yeah, way. i know the world is ending but hey i got a few pounds exactly okay. yes i'm feeling a little doughy yeah 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 yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. we're not going to be able to breathe in 10 years i know but these pants you know yeah 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 for sure yeah, yeah. it's being present it's being present there you go see we, we we spun it into a good thing yeah so you're in chicago you got a, a boxing referee as a dad your mom does what she is an interpreter at Cook County, and then she was the director of interpreters. Okay, Cook, Cook County prison? Prison, yeah. Or Cook County um, court system. So oh. she would send the interpreters to, you know, if you needed um, Italian or Polish or Spanish, she would send her people. She was in charge of the interpreters for interpreter. Cook County, yeah. not just for the prison. I don't know yeah. why I think about, isn't that a prison, Cook County? It is a prison, too, right. in Chicago, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that was, she was a, she was a translator dispatcher in a way. Yeah, exactly. Huh. Yeah. What an odd job. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. Well, I mean, they both um, made as much as they could out of nothing. Yeah. Were my parents had it. My parents lived tough lives. Yeah? Yeah. Were they, 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 did they were they from here originally? They're from Puerto Rico. They were so they're both, both born, born in Puerto Rico? Yeah, they were both born and raised in Puerto Rico, and then they met in Chicago or New York. Their story is so shifty. They've been together for 45 shifty. years. It's super shifty. <laughs> My parents are like, they're just phenomenal, like, <laughs> fun-loving. Yeah. They're hippies. Oh, My really? father... Like he fought in Vietnam. Did he? Yeah. Like I don't they're know why just questioning that. No. He did. Yeah. Yeah. Why would he you did. Say that? He did. And, and he came out. But he came back okay. He came. I'm sure. I mean, I don't know. You would know. I mean, I well, <laughs> but I was I was after the whole experience, so I don't know pre Vietnam pops. Well, yeah, well, I mean, I guess maybe. Uh, I mean, he's sure, a good I'm, man. I'm yeah. sure it changed him, but I. It's got uh, to. Have. Yeah, sure, it's but, got to have. but what I'm saying is that. Uh, 
there, there were, it sounds like you had a good experience with them. It wasn't like your dad's uh, going no, through a thing again. No, 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 right, no. Right, I had, right. Yeah, I had a good experience with them. They, I mean, we grew up. Do you up, ever talk about it, guys? I find that a lot of people whose parents were there, they don't, they, they don't know anything because they don't talk about it. Yeah, no, I don't know anything. Yeah. They don't talk about it. Yeah. And he says we don't talk about it. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's cool. It's uh-huh. like, it's, um, but my, my parents are tremendous human beings. Like, my father is just this orb of positivity and self-motivation and like go like i'm only the way i am because he was such a diligent if not like dictator voice in my mind about how i had to be yeah how what was he saying like he would like he would in like when i was younger when i was in high school he had this terrible car accident where he had uh seizures in his car and he had a uh, parasite in his uh-huh. brain. Oh my god! He, yeah, a brain parasite a brain that parasite. caused seizures. And that then was, he had an accident, and then he had an accident, and uh-huh. it w- changed him for the better. But he would like whisper in my ear at night, "You could be anything you want to be. Yeah, you could be uh, the president. Go after your dreams. Oh. Nothing can stop you." And yeah. then I'd be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah, and he's like, "I'm talking to your subconscious. Go back to sleep." He would just do that in the middle of the night. Yeah, just because he was like he was awake on steroids from (laughs) all the like medication and all the craziness, and he was just reading Zig Ziglar and uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, and he would put that on me to a you know at the time like yeah a lot too much. Well, and also think that people that I have found when I talk to people from other places that generation really wants their kids to succeed as much as possible for sure in this country especially because we didn't grow up with money so right. all, everything they thought was like you have to do better you yeah. have to have an easier existence you have to and at the like i said at the time it was just like uh-huh. um sure that feels like so that <laughs> yeah. seems so I- idealistic it's a lot of pressure too it's a lot of pressure <laughs> yeah um and it's, the pressure still exists but um in your brain or with them in my brain, sure. now they're like, "Oh, you did it! You've yeah, arrived!" Yeah. And, and in like, my brain, yet. I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, you're What's not worthy. This is terrible. Got to yeah. go harder and try more because of that voice." Yeah, but it's good mm. at the same time because yeah, I feel like nothing can stop me. Yeah, and well, I, that that's the good part of it. The other part of it is like, "Well, shut up," because shit like, does stop you. Well, I and also <laughs> like at some point you want to enjoy it. Yeah, and I don't. Ever, oh God, I feel like, damn it! <laughs> yes, hundred percent. You're not enjoying it. I. I am I I am enjoying it, but it is. Uh-huh. I think I can't. You just like to work. It's all work, right? No, no. Uh-huh. That the like act between action and cut. It's like flying. Yeah. But the necessity to be like responsible for like Latino community, uh-huh. the the stress of feeling yeah. like I have to be a voice yeah. of um, strength for people I've never met. And, uh, and I'm gonna fail. From? Where'd that come I from? I feel like I set it up for myself, but you just don't see a lot of Latinos on screen, period. I didn't growing up. I know, yeah, I, I think that's right. I, I saw that you've spoken about that a few times, and I, 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 I wasn't looking for them in the same way you were. Yeah. But, but just <laughs> either. Yeah, like, I, I can imagine that. I yeah. wasn't growing up going like, where are the Latino people? <laughs> yeah, <my> um, <laughs> or in my films, or uh, anywhere. Well, I grew up in New Mexico, so there was plenty around. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. Uh, it's a beautiful and, culture. Yeah, there's plenty around here too. Yeah, in there's this neighborhood. so many around here. Uh, they, oh yeah, uh, but I know, I, I obviously, I know what you're saying. And my and my producer and I talked about it because we we haven't had that, a lot of Latinos on. I know you had Rita Moreno on the other day. Great. And I, I died. 
She's so great. She's been my you grandmother. Worked, you worked with her. Oh, I love her. She's my everything. Yeah. She's amazing. She's my like God. Yeah. She's my grandmother in real life. I mean, she's just like she's. Uh huh. As she's the best. The yeah. Best. But but it's not. What my point was, we don't choose not to have Latinos on. But literally, in terms of who's around and who's being pitched and who are, where are they? I mean, where really, are I they? feel like I forced myself on you because I wanted to just come and. I wanted to. You be, wanted to Latinize me? No. Oh, I like that. I wanted to let. La- yes, I wanted to start breaking the door open. Um, I wanted it's to let. La- I'm going to put the mark down for Puerto Ricans in this damn room. But yeah. um, so I, I feel like I okay. forced myself on you because I, I've been dying to be a part of like. I feel like you're an expert conversationalist. How am I doing? You, I just, I've never experienced this. Every time I listen to you, I feel like people get to experience something that when you've entered the space where people recognize you and you don't know their names, yeah. like that strange space, yeah. um, which is not normal for right. the brain to right. like process. Right, right, right. Yeah. When you yeah. enter that space, then people don't talk to you the same either. Oh, yeah? And you talk to people in a very different manner. Oh, really? And I wanted to know what that felt like. How's it feeling? It feels good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it feels good. Now, now I'm all I'm all self conscious. Well, I'm uh, self conscious too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But uh, okay, so but this comp- I, I I wouldn't call it a compulsion, but this 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 um, the idea that you had to to do do right by the Latino community, right? Yeah, I feel like I I feel like I'm always being under the mi- microscope but if we- I do right by the Latino community. And I want to, but I can't I can't speak for the entire Latino community right. because, you know, Latinos come in all, you know, shades sure. and backgrounds and cultures and Latino encompasses so much. Yeah. I'm Puerto Rican yeah. from Chicago. Yeah. I mean, that's one, pers- and I'm a woman. That's yeah. one perspective. That's one specific lens. And yeah. that's not everybody's lens, but... But I, but I want to see more Latinos on screen because I know what it did to me when I was a kid. Well, okay, so you're growing up in Chicago. What, what, are, you, what are you engaged in? Like, what, what leads to the acting? I mean, do you, what leads to performing? So I, I started dancing, salsa. Just I was like a Rita salsa Marina. Dancer. Yes, just like Rita. I was a salsa dancer from like the age of seven. I started dancing with the outfits, with, with the outfits and the sequence and the and all the adults all, going like, look at yes, hundred percent, just like that, uh-huh. yeah. But we were, we were, you know, it was professional salsa dancing. We were hardcore. I was, I was in this strict regimen of like schedules and rehearsal, and it made me like a, you know, makes you super disciplined. Was there a company or was it I was a competition? Multiple, I was in multiple companies. So was it? What was the gig? Was it to do competitions or to get paid to do uh, shows? All paid to do shows. We'd compete. We'd do conferences, salsa conferences. We'd go and like salsa conferences. Yeah, they're all over the world. Was they're that like crazy? A, I, I, I like it must be like ballroom dancing. Or yeah, something. it's pretty hardcore. So like you have all ages. Like you have, you have all the, ages. The, the, like people- the eight to twelve. Yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. You have the like everybody's, and but everybody watches everybody else sure. because you want to be the older group, and you're about to head into the older. But the older group. group's going, let's go watch the little ones, and they want to because we were fierce too. Uh-huh. But I danced from like seven to seventeen, and then I started doing theater in high school. So, so you're a good dancer. I, 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 I don't Comes dance. right back to you though, right? For sure, yeah. But I'm not as hardcore as I used to. But like if you go out, do you ever go out dancing? Yeah. Like on a date and just bury the guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, I have a wonderful yeah. boyfriend that loves to watch me uh-huh. dance. Uh-huh. You know. Sure. Which is great. So, all right, so you do that, so you get into theater one? 
And I get to theater in like high school. Yeah. Started doing like commercials or trying. But like what kind of plays were you doing in high school? Like what was it? Did you get the bug? Was it like a thing where you were like. I did a chorus line and I played uh-huh. Diana Morales. Uh-huh. And it was, um, I'm a terrible singer, but I it was a, it was because I was probably the only Latina in my high school. That could be the reason really? why I got How did the that role. happen in Chicago in the Polish uh, Latino oh, neighborhood? Because we got driven out to the college preparatory schools. I went to St. Ignatius College Prep. Because your dad was like, he meant business. Yeah, He's education is around. everything. Gonna, I, get, I can't make the trifecta if you don't have a good education. Yeah, not in that public school. So we no. had to, we were shipped out. We were shipped out. Uh-huh. And, uh, and they were, you know, uh, diversity was very small. There was like four of four us. in general there was like four, four in my four broad years ranging yeah brown people yeah it was yeah four broad ranging brown people <laughs> including the asians it was like it had like we had the whole spectrum <laughs> yeah you know yeah the four um, of you yeah. yeah so so because i i started doing theater then and i was already in the environment where i was like a minority and very clearly a minority and then i go home and i was the majority and everything sure. felt like normal did you speak spanish at home Nah, rarely. My yeah. parents were discriminated for their accents, so they didn't really teach us Spanish till later on. So they tried to wash them away? Yeah. Get rid of them? Assimilation is a real thing, man. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. I mean, I understand Spanish fully. My grandma spoke to us in Spanish. Yeah. My experience was very much like Jane. Grandma speaking Spanish, right. me responding in English. Oh, so that was a good fit. Yeah, yeah. But when you were at this private school, I mean, how were you uh, outside of your own awareness? of your brownness. Yeah. Uh, how were you received? What did you find that? They thought I was Mexican the whole four years. All my friends that were close to me. You're just Mexican. I was just Mexican. They never really bothered to figure out what my culture was, even though I felt very, lots of kinship towards it, all Latino cultures starting yeah. at a very early age because, you know, I, my cousins grew up in a predominantly Mexican area. I grew up in predominantly Puerto Rican area. I danced with all ethnicities. Uh-huh. Like everybody was salsa dancers. Sure. You know, from like, Russian, like the, some of the Russian girls were like the best salsa dancers. Aren't they the best at everything? Like they kind of are. It's too <laughs> like bad. Yeah. Athletic They're or like, movement yeah. oriented. Yeah, the Olympics. We'll find out. It's coming up. But yeah, um, yeah they, so, so I kind of was always, um, I guess, aware of my skin color, even though I just did not feel different whatsoever, right. which was so, such a strange feeling in the world. Well, like, um, to so, to so, realize that you know that you weren't different and and but that but, you were seen but, as different. But yeah, it was right. so bizarre to me. Yeah, because I was yeah, it was just well, like I was just like a ladybird, right? You just had Greta on. Yeah. Ladybird was my experience growing up. Right. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Like exactly her experience was my experience. I went to Catholic high school where I was definitely like I was the poor kid in the high school. I didn't want anybody to know it. You know, add on to that, I was the brown kid in the high school, and was I didn't want anybody school? to know it. Um, no, it was it was coed. Yeah, coed, but Catholic. No um, uniforms, but uh, dress code. Uh huh. And were you brought up pretty religious? No, no, I wasn't. I mean, we had a lot of space to discover, but we did do the like. Christmas on Easter, sure. And Christmas and yeah, and you yeah. were you confirmed and stuff. I was confirmed, yeah. and yeah, because my parents were just like superstitious, that, and that comes with like Latino <laughs> and Catholic. Yeah, yeah, they're like, if she isn't, yeah. she won't go to heaven. Yeah, just in case. We yeah, you know, just in case we're all wrong and all this freedom is bad. Yeah, uh, and then like my great grandfather was Jewish, and my sister ended up turning agnostic. My other sister converted to Judaism. We're all kind of all over the place. You have a, you have a Jewish sister. I have a Jewish sister. She married you or something? Yes. <laughs> 
She married a Jew. And my my grandmother's yeah. father was a French Jew. French Jew. Yeah. That even that makes it more in interesting and exotic. In Puerto Rico. Yeah. He ran away yeah. from France. Yeah, there was a lot of like things I don't know in that space. I wonder what year was that? Did he leave because of Hitler? I don't know. The French were kind of... You know, not great during that time. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think that's this probably is like, an understatement. You can find, yeah, I want to go and like find your roots. I do too. So I, did, I was supposed to go on. They made, I, they made me take the swab. They did. I did it and I sent it in months ago. And I don't know what the hell's going on. I got to ask my manager. That's I, I, the show because that show, you get all the. I Good. sent them you get all, all the juice. I sent them all the stuff, all the ones I knew. I love that you're excited about it, right? You yeah. want to know? I want to yeah. know everything. Yeah. Well, you're you're Russian and Polish, and this Dutch. Is what apparently, my grand my you're Dutch. You got Dutch. Apparently, in I got Dutch in me. A wow. bunch of Dutch in me. Really? Yeah. Well, why? Why? They should have you on. Have you reached out? Yeah, we've reached out. I, th- I think that there's like it's in motion. Oh, it is. It's but in you motion. didn't you didn't get the kit yet. But mine just, was in motion, and that was like a year ago. Oh goodness. <laughs> they're doing research yeah, yeah but it's that deep give them space they're really for research they're really going deep into yeah. the Marin rabbit hole yeah. so when did you really start feeling that you were not as you say uh, you know represented in media and, and on TV because there's certainly plenty of music right oh yeah in, in your world yeah I would imagine and music is also um, I feel like music man does it just transcend uh, racism and Everything. discrimination yeah. <laughs> people are like this pasito and they have no idea the words that they're saying but it's the most popular I'm so proud of you Luis uh, most popular song ever it's like that kind of uh, healing is fantastic yeah it's amazing and that's what ultimately representation and diversity and inclusion can do for all of art is it can make people feel just Included, yeah, um, like a like a global community, yeah, Yeah. Uh more human. Yeah, if you let it, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of uh, intolerance is is uh, sadly a decision. Oh, it's such a decision, Mm. isn't it? I feel like art has the ability to create healing and tolerance, but I mean, it's like. It's hard when you, I, I produce and we're trying to produce shows with Latino faces and Latino stories. Like and, what? Well, we have a few shows that we've been, that were in the um, run, but sadly, you know, we're going to have to try to find new homes for them because you're trying to sell a story of a culture to people who have never, you know, as you said earlier, I've never stopped to think, wow, there are no Latinos on my screen. You're selling to other cultures that don't understand the but importance of it. But it's such a huge it. audience. I don't understand it. Well, okay, so I recently was told, and this was so devastating, It was I was recently told, well, Gina, why would the studios yeah. or um, why would anyone have to cater to a demographic that's risk averse where they already purchase they already consume there's no need to put latinos yeah they're not complaining they're not complaining they're not they're still buying right we don't need to cater but it's saying like you don't want to make your customer happy you don't want to represent your customer in a way that makes them feel good you it's it's and like also, why treat this person with respect when they're respecting yeah, me? It's just that enslavement, same enslavement, and you know Latinos are going to eventually realize their power and their buying power because Latinos consume the one of the highest consumers as a demographic. I mean, we make up twenty four percent of the box office every weekend. We hold studios up. I mean, like the things that I say are not lies; they're yeah. the truth. And as an artist who would love to play 
play roles. Like I, I have this movie coming out, Annihilation, where I get to play a sci-fi movie. A sci-fi movie. Yeah, I was going to watch it, but I, 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 didn't, I knew I, you were going to have a chance to watch it. I'm going to watch it. I have so a link. Bad. I have a link. I'm so excited for you to see it. Yeah, I, I wanted. I was going to. I just got it like yesterday. Yeah. So I, know, I, I was going to watch it last night, but I think it's it scared my girlfriend that the the science fiction part it, I, or something. It's scary. It's it's definitely <laughs> yeah. scary. Yeah. She doesn't she doesn't go in for the scary stuff. I you know I definitely don't always pick scary first, but it is. Um, but that director's good, right? He oh, did the, uh, the ex machina. Ex machina. He's incredible. It's just it is a. And you're the are you the lead? I'm one of them. I mean, there's five. It's Natalie's movie, Natalie Portman. Yeah. It's Natalie Portman, Tessa Thompson, Jennifer Jason Lee, Tuva Novotny, and myself. Wow. So it's five badass chicks yeah, going sure. into this uh, area called The Shimmer, which is destroying the world, kind of like eating it alive. And they're going in there to stop it. and Stop the shimmer. Stop the shimmer. And it is twisted and it's... All right, I'm going to watch it. psychological thriller. Maybe I should watch it in the theater. I feel like it's a, probably a theater experience. Yeah, I watched Dunkirk on my computer. That was not good. On your computer. <laughs> I try not to watch anything on the small. Well, I didn't watch it on my phone. You watched it on your phone. I, I think, <laughs> you know what? So I watched it on. 13 inch? I mean, I, how big was your computer? No, what I, you I, I, I think I watched it on the bigger screen. <laughs> yeah. All right, so my, my question is do you ever get the, the studio saying, well, you know, the, the Latino world has its own television? Yeah, I mean, there's so there's Latin American television for sure, right? It's huge, right? And yeah, that's very well, huge. Two, it does what, very what are the well. Univision like and Telemundo, and yeah, and they rule everything. Yeah, yeah. And, um, but you know, even in the Latino American market, you know, inclusion is necessary because Latinos come, like I said, in all shades. Yeah, there's sure. Afro Latinos, there's European Latinos, Latinos that have blue eyes, blonde hair, like my sister, my other sister, Where are they darker from? skin, from Puerto Rico, oh, yeah. I mean, or from everywhere, from yeah. everywhere, because yeah. we're just such a, uh, you know. Puerto Ricans in themselves are Taino and when the Spaniards came over then they came over with African slaves and all three mixed and yeah. that's pretty much what a Puerto Rican is and yeah. then you know you have the the back in the 1400s when you know the Spaniards came over and they settled in lots of parts of Latin America right. the and Spanish were fair skin right yeah there's lots of yeah. mix in all of in all of the Latino community, like yeah, I said, from right. like dark skin yeah, to yeah. light skin, light eyes, and uh, because of that, it's hard to. It's for one hard to talk for the entire Latino community, so I just can't do that. I just need to keep trying to like create avenues for stories to be told, so that we can, so we can celebrate our culture. Yeah, because if you're mis- feel inclusive right. in American, yeah, like in the soil of America, because if we they are. feel like you're speaking for them, then you're going to get some pushback. Yeah, well, I'm not. I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't. Did you ever get like uh, called out? For, I get pushback all the time like for what sure. Kind? Well, I just get pushed back because I can't, like I said, I can't represent every Latino. So they they get mad because you can't represent them, or do they get mad because you're not representing them right? I feel like I get all of the things, you know? <laughs> I can never win. I can never win. But then there's a huge group of Latinos that are feel very excited to have... Um, people in their corner rooting them on Mm -hmm. and like just rooting on the culture and being like hey we're here we're present and it's not different from any other human or any other human story and also it's important to like you said that that uh that the kids have role models yeah or even even people your age have yeah Yeah. we everyone needs a role everybody needs to feel like there's a reflection of themselves in 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 every part of life so that we feel that we are capable Mm -hmm. so that we feel especially now with the you know the horror 
horrible tone of this administration I mean, in relation to Latinos specifically. I mean, now more than ever, too. Yeah. It's painted in such a... To, to have a culture that you're a part of be painted in such a negative light is By the just president. so disheartening. Brutal. But it's brutal. And it's also so false. Yeah. You know, because really... Every human can be nasty and do mal, you know, and be evil. Yeah. Every human is capable of that. But to just paint a community in such a negative light when we are such a positive mm -hmm. source of light and income and like uh, resources to this country, yeah. Yeah, it's devastating. Yeah, so that's definitely. why it's like it is important for me as an artist to be out there saying, hey, uh, inclusion is vital so that our next generation is living in a world of positivity and opportunity and uh, capability and that they can obtain these yeah. dreams because yeah. they see themselves reflected in them. I mean, because I'm going to tell you, growing up and having a father who wanted me to be a lawyer yeah. and I wanted to be an actor, if you don't see yourself on screen, right. how does your family support a dream that there are not many paths? Oh, yeah, they're terrified, right? In. It's terrifying. And how, so imagine when you don't have a support system. It's terrifying. But he, but they stood behind you, obviously. You seem well adjusted. Yeah, I'm they, handling it, yeah. In, yeah. in the sense that, you know, they didn't forbid you. I mean, like, what, where did you go after you did? I mean, how can you stop, how can you stop someone when you used to whisper in their ear that they can be anything they well, want to be? Can, you can say, I didn't mean that. Yeah, you can't go back to the whisper <laughs> and like, you can't stop not, me now. Not, not, not acting. Yeah, you can't stop That's me crazy. now. That's kind of what happened, you know? <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry, dad, you can't stop me now. Oh, really? Yeah. Was that a tough time? There have been tough times. I mean, they are very supportive because it's not like they threw me out. Right. But, um, but they weren't always a believer that this path was that it was possible because possible. I mean, all you hear is how hard it is. Yeah, and you don't see anybody like your daughter. Right. So what'd you do? You 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 got out of high school and you did what? I went to NYU, Tish. I got an education. I got trained. So you you went. You, so that was the conversations. Like I'm going to school for acting. I'm going to go to school for acting. I'm going to become a badass. And I'm going to go to a good Angela school. Bassett. Yeah. And you're going to pay for it. And no, and they definitely didn't. And I paid it off two years ago. Oh. Yes, yes. Paid you don't own me anymore, NYU. Two years ago. Yeah. That must have been a great day. I actually was nominated for my second Golden Globe on the day that I paid off my debt. Did you say that at the Globes? Yeah, I most certainly did. They were like, how do you feel today? I was like, I'm debt free. <laughs> how do you think I feel? I started doing carpet, I mean, uh, cartwheels, like yeah. naked in the street. I was so happy. That's quite an a, a accomplishment. Man, it took forever. <laughs> it does, right? They owned so much of me. Not oh, anymore. And you just paid it all off. Paid it all and off. And you put a little fuck you. A little fuck you. Yeah. Can I have my interest back now? Yeah, seriously. Because that would help with yeah. the rest of my life. <laughs> right. You guys want to take the <laughs> money you stole. Yeah. Yeah. So, Tish, was that... So, you, you go from Chicago to New York. You have freedom. You're not living with your folks anymore. Yeah. And now you're in a, uh, a theater school doing weird shit. Yeah, doing weird shit. Yeah, did you? Yeah, for sure. I went to, first I was in Atlantic Theater Company and then I went to After school. Experimental Theater. No, in Tisch. So it's the, the uh, School they, they of Arts. Say, they have, they outsource to the Atlantic? They have, yeah. They outsource <laughs> to nine different studios. It's like Stella Adler. Atlantic's a little stiff, isn't it? I mean, I Atlantic's just, a little stiff. Yeah, I, the mammoth, uh, that that yeah. whole sort of uh, wow. that trip. 
You know, just focus on the script, man. Yeah. Just, it's all on the script. Yeah, it's all in the words. Yeah, you don't have to have any talent to be an actor. Just look at those words. Yeah, just say those damn mm-hmm. words, don't you? But that was really good for me because I was a dancer. I was very physical, and I uh-huh. couldn't get myself to stop moving. Oh, really? And so Atlantic was like, stop moving. Right. And I was like, why? I'm Puerto Rican. All I do is move. And they're <laughs> like, is, great. It's part of where I come from. Yeah. We're always dancing inside. Yeah, we're all, I'm always. There's a maraca <laughs> playing in my fucking head right yeah. now. So um, so they, they settled me down. It was nice. And uh-huh. then experimental theater kind of opened me back up. Yeah. What, so, all right. So you got grounded at the Atlantic and then you go to experimental. So what they have you do? Got, get naked and roll around in, in the, the dark. Mud? And like, in the yeah, dark? And just be myself. Making and, noises like, ah! <laughs> yeah, some uh, noises like that. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and, and coming into my own. And it was nice. Yeah? Yeah. And kind of throwing it all away. You learn a bunch and then you kind of Those find Those are two extremes. Space. That's interesting. Experimental theater. So was that, did you not do plays? Did you all just do weird improvisations? It was or a lot of like self-written and... stuff. Uh-huh. So you really use the creativity of like your temple. Your temple, your body. Your whole body, your right. mind. So you your... did a lot of self-writing yeah. naked on the stage. Yes, so. always, always naked. Um, <laughs> but lots of... Uh, Lots of uh, self in front of people. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. You were. I mean, I mean, not the nudity, but lots of uh, self creation, and yeah. that was really good. That yeah. was really good when, like, before you're being told, like you said, just focus on my words, right, and my words only. And then so it you, went to a space where it was like, focus on your words. So you kind of met in the middle. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah. What tools do you, do you? Are there things that you do when you act that you know that you learned? It were there tricks that you? How do you? What? How do you engage your education, or is it just natural? Do you ever think about it? Um, I feel like there are times where I have to call on it for sure when yeah. it's harder to um, access naturally. Uh-huh. Oh, really? Yeah, because I mean, on Jane, I cry a lot. Yeah. A lot of emotional roller coaster. Yeah. Yeah. And so. It's uh, at times I have to call on my training to to be able to bring that. What are the tricks to make yourself cry? I usually, you know, it's funny because I usually go to very um, happy places. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and then you just I do like recall memory, and then I just change my face. <laughs> yeah, um, but I I definitely like to go to positive spaces because the negative is shit to live in. Annihilation was a lot of. Um, is was a very scary space to live in for so many months mm-hmm. because it's a it's a definitely a mind trip. Wow! And so that was hard to navigate. How was it working with those other women? Well, Jennifer Jason Lee is the shit. Yeah, she's great. Oh. I've talked to her before. I know. I love. I love her. <laughs> yeah, she's I listen. Great. Yeah, I listen to you. Um, and uh, Natalie is a goddess of leadership. She seems like a worker. She's a worker. <laughs> She's a worker, <laughs> yeah. and she but she's like a calm leader, and it's yeah. really nice. Oh, good. Um, Tessa's like my dearest, dearest love. I love her so much, and uh, Tuva was just this beautiful like den mother. Everybody kind of took a role. Oh wow! Fell into what was it. your role? I feel like I was the rambunctious like Child. asshole. Yeah, <laughs> the I just kid. wanted to talk about like um, <laughs> stupid stuff and penis, and like uh-huh. the girls were like, oh yeah yeah. Uh-huh. I'm like, what about yeah. him? And yeah, they're like, yeah. shut up. Uh, but it was, was good. Oh, good. So how does it happen? So you finish a Tish and then you, you what, come out here? No, I finished a Tish and then I did a play. I did plays for a little while. I did theater and I did- In New York. Some, yeah, in New York. And then I went so out you really to went the, the traditional mo- route. You, you know, you it was got the trained, only thing I knew. New York, I, did New York theater. Yeah. That's I mean, that's the, that's the route that like- I it's the only route I thought I knew from who where'd you where'd you decide yeah how'd you learn how to that I just, that's what I'm you o- do I just want to be Meryl Streep uh-huh you know? and go to New York 
yeah. do theater. And just like, yeah. yeah, and just be an actor because people think your talent rocks, uh-huh. not because of anything else. Right. Like they want to see you transform, not anything else. I did, don't know. Did you feel the weight of being Latino in in New York and like in the Atlantic or at experimental theater? I think it started, I did this movie in, that went to Sundance called Philly Brown like seven years ago. Wait, the rapper movie. Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of like started my trajectory. And that was after doing plays and doing another like indie film. Right. I got that indie film and I went to um, Sundance and I was named the It Girl and I thought, well, yes. I'm going to be like Jennifer Lawrence. I'm going to get an X-Men movie. Yeah. And then I come back and that doesn't happen, and it's not like that. And I realize that the roles that are like uh, available to me, or even for auditioning, were the same stereotypical so you're, roles. You're in New York, right? I'm now in LA. I'm oh, now, in now LA. in LA because I was looking at you know some of your credits, early TV credits. I don't even know how big these parts were. Law but, and Order, right? They're like Yolanda. Yes. <laughs> Yes, and, and the and the episode is called Enemy. Yeah, I and think then, I was a Salvadorian immigrant <laughs> whose sister was deported. I'm almost positive that was. The that was role. And then there was another one, Inez. Oh, and Soriano. Was, the, Illegal is the episode. Yeah, this. Oh no, that's definitely the one. Then that's the one yeah. where I'm the sister. Yeah. The other one, um, like I'm the beginning. We're like I'm on a date with my boyfriend. And yeah. Gunshots ring out. Right. Dun dun. You know. Yeah. Whatever. They're, yeah. Dum, boom. There you go. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, Didn't you use that on your show? We did. We just recently did. <laughs> yeah, it was just, just like it. in the last episode. Yeah, yeah it's very funny. Very funny. Uh, shout out to Eric, our editor, who that yeah. was his directorial debut as well. Oh, really? Jenny, our creator, just gives so many opportunities to people. She's just a freak. Yeah, we did, I, on my That's show we did it. the editor. The editors are good because they, they know what they're going to do with it. Yeah. Editors are like tight, you know yeah. what I mean? Because they're like, I know I can do with this. Yeah, or I don't have it yet. We yeah. know. I know how much I need. Yeah, I know yeah. what I need. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, yeah. So, so I did those were the roles. Yeah. Yeah, I did, I did some stuff in New York. And then I did an indie film that brought me out to LA. Which one? That was, it was a, called Go For It. And then that, um, the directors of Philly Brown saw that. And they were like, we'd love you for this movie, Philly Brown. And it's a rapper. And I was like, oh, tight. Yeah. Let's, let's try that out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then we went to Sundance with it. And uh, lots, of, lots of great things came from it. But it was interesting to think that my trajectory was going to be exactly like someone else that was blonde and blue eyed. Like, of course, when yeah. would my trajectory be like right. another American kid, right? Right. Um, and and that was very obvious and a sad reality. But then also kind of made me realize that not only did I want these specific dreams that were a little out of the box and going to be a little more difficult, yeah. but that there was a lot of girls, I'm sure, that felt that way. And, oh, my goodness, the Latino community is really silenced. And, wow, this makes it very difficult for me to actually get roles that are outside our stereotypical roles because nobody kind of sees us differently than that. And nobody's really fighting for anything different. And nobody's really saying anything about this. So the complacency kind of just keeps us where we're at. So I was like, well, I got to speak up. Well, did you you find yourself turning down roles because of... A hundred percent. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Like what? I mean, right when I came out of... um, Sundance, I was offered roles that I turned down, and my parents were like, What is your problem? Like, what were the You're roles? still broke. I mean, to play stereotypical, like to play the maid or the gangbanger or the pregnant teen. Yeah. And, um, and I was like, uh, Listen, there is nothing wrong with being a maid. There is nothing wrong with the roles that anybody works in, works hard to do their job. Yeah. But when you see them time and time again, you believe that that is the limit. 
right to your existence why is it always these three roles why are we limited yeah, yeah. and then you start questioning your your self-worth yeah. just like body dysmorphia right. you're like what the fuck is wrong with yeah, me yeah yeah like it must be me because right. i don't really understand and growing up in a household where i had two older sisters that went out and did these ginormous things with their life and then to look on screen and be like but wait, I can't play the doctor. What do you, why, why couldn't I play the, what are you talking about? Yeah. My sister's a doctor. Yeah. You know, um, it's, uh, we wonder why I wonder if certain, uh, reflections of certain cultures were removed from the media. If middle America would have extreme racism, uh-huh. if they didn't, weren't, perpetually seeing images that were just so one-sided yeah right you know like come on you have to question and then when they do do ethnic casting it's always a celebration like we got one yeah we have a a latino doctor we did it we did it arrived and um and nobody's really uh enforcing the necessity for that for the Latino community. I mean, there are definitely people doing it. I'm not saying I'm the only one. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying that, like, when I was growing up, there weren't as many voices. The reason why Rita Moreno was so, you know, so much a part of, like, my ambition was because she was always speaking up about it. Sure. I mean, she's never shies away from, like, oh, I played that stereotypical role, and that's that was all that was available right. to me. And, like, you have no many, no idea how many times I played this shit. But aren't there, aren't things a little better? I mean, for sure. Yeah, I mean, oh, like, sure. not, I mean, obviously, since, since she was younger, but, I mean, it seems like because of the diversity of of the the actual landscape the media landscape that there are there seems to be a lot more opportunity yes thank god yeah yeah but you use but it's still a challenge it's yeah still a, i mean if you look at the statistics sure it's really still devastating i mean yeah, in the yeah. past decade three percent of leads were latino uh-huh. in the past decade that's crazy how many movies do they make a year yeah. i mean come on yeah. that's bananas so that's just kind of bananas right it like it's it just yeah. you just stop and like you're like wow yeah. And and listen, it's terrible for the Asian community as well. It's terrible for lots of other minority groups sure. that grew up in Chicago, I mean, grew up in the states just like myself that are like, I don't see myself as any different. This yeah. is wild. Yeah, I'm how an American born, person. Yeah, how yeah. was I just born into this like body that kind of like will could n- deny me access yeah. to certain things like right. how did that happen? Right. Um I I, I feel like any you know like how how often do you have these conversations with uh, with people in the business? I mean, like where, I mean, it, it seems like, I know you talk about it publicly a lot, but are you still sort of like turning down roles occasionally? Oh, for sure. I'm definitely. Because of that reason? Well, no, just because I think either if there's somebody I think that's stronger to play the role, I'll yeah. always, you know, like I think we all have our stories and there's room for all of us. Right. Um, I want everyone to succeed. I don't need to be the only one. Yeah. I want to create avenues to help other uh latinx you know artists succeed um but it's still very difficult because it's very difficult it's very uh difficult to want to uh stretch your wings and try roles that you know sometimes are not allotted to you or your demographic like or your culture or your skin tone yeah i think it's very it's very important to do what you're doing because it's just especially now because of this 
this horrible turn this country's taken. Yeah, I think like right now we've got to speak. We gotta yeah. we gotta speak some truth. Yeah, absolutely. Where there's like a lot of negativity being spoken. Yeah. And what 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 are some of the projects you're working on as a producer? Uh, you know. Uh, we have uh, two shows that uh, right by great uh, Latino writers. Uh, that Comedies? one's a comedy about a young undocumented kid that finds out he's undocumented when he's like 16 years old and so his life is pretty shocked because he doesn't see any other life besides the american life yeah i don't that, that story is something you hear about but you don't haven't seen it so our writer out. rafa agustin this is his, his real life story and it's funny and it's you know it doesn't shed guilt or yeah. like the pain of guilt on uh -huh, anyone uh -huh. it just kind of lets you in on it almost feels like everybody hates Chris or like Wonder Years. Right. It's just letting you in on a slice of life. Right. And it's very funny and very light. And um, I think it helps bring tolerance in a way that like you can just enjoy the funniness. I feel like the same way Jane the Virgin does yeah, yeah. where we like highlight things that are very uh, can be very delicate like immigration and women's rights. But we do it in a way that's like, hmm. Yeah, and what's yeah. The, and what's going on with that show? Um, we're we're gonna we're, we are trying to sell it. We are currently trying to sell it. We, we you know it is like I said, it's difficult to sell oranges to somebody who's who's the decision maker and has never had oranges before. You know, <laughs> but there's so many. You know, so we're gonna find it, the people that have, are down to you, try oranges for the first time, <laughs> or that they've had them before. <laughs> is, is that a great metaphor for a Latino to be the yeah. one selling oranges? Yo, oh my goodness, is that what I did? No, I didn't do that to make. That's not the reference. I know, oh I know. God, <laughs> but like it, you know, or apple pie, and sure, like come on, go. like yeah. the most, you know. Um, but it's true, right? Yeah, right. It, it's, it is. True. It is what it, it is. is. You're selling. You're selling something yeah. that the decision makers aren't that, always. And how are people aware of. responding? Um, well, we're we're in the oh, landscape in right now. Yeah, oh, okay. we're in, I'm knee deep in it right now. Uh -huh. Yeah. And what's the other thing? Um, it's a medical drama with a Robin Hood like uh, doctor that came over from Cuba uh -huh. that can't right. that can't. Uh, and you've got it, it's all written. Here. And is it yeah, we've gone through the whole development uh, process, so we've got to. We're in the thick of it. That's exciting. Yeah, it is exciting. It is exciting. It's a challenge, but I am not. Um, a stranger to know or rejection. And, you're, and you have a production partner? I yeah. do. She's fantastic. Uh -huh. and she also has a very like-minded uh, desire to create tolerance with art. That's great. And what is this, what's this other movie, this Miss Bala? Movie? Oh, that's an action film that I shot this summer in Mexico that is a remake of the original Miss Bala. And we had uh, the blessing of the same producers that made the original film that was a Mexican movie. Uh -huh. And we've made it in... Um, it's like, a, I would say, more of an homage to it. It's not yeah. very... What's it about? Um, it is about a girl that goes down to Mexico to see her friend, and she used to live there. She's lived in Tijuana because of her family. Yeah. And she goes back down to see her friend to help her that's um, trying to join. I'm uh, trying to partake in a, a pageant, the Miss Bala pageant, and the night before they start the um, rehearsals, a terrible uh, situation happens, and I go on the hunt to try to rescue my friend. Wow. Yeah, it's very cool. Had you ever spent that much time in Mexico? Um, not at once, but I've been to Mexico. I mean, growing up, my best friend was Mexican, and so every summer she'd go back, and I went with her so many times. All over. I mean, I've been everywhere in Mexico, but like, we shot in Tijuana. People, oh, Tijuana. That's, yeah. that's that's kind of rough, isn't it? No, it was actually lovely. Not, okay. I love Tijuana so yeah. much. And Tijuana is a very interesting space because, you know, when... You See that's a, that's a, the stereotypical kind of white guy response, like ah, oh, border town. It's but I think be, I think Tijuana was dangerous, you know. Well, that's and my it's recollection. Definitely, it's definitely changing, and mm -hmm. it has uh, 
wonderful food. Like they're like food scene. I hear Mexico City is like the place. I mean, it's beautiful. Mexico City is amazing. Tijuana was like it was an eye opener to seeing the like. It's like either a step, um, a step towards your dreams or like being pushed back from them and you really feel that feeling like when you meet people there that are that had just been deported that his family uh, like there was this young man i'm sorry he wasn't a young man he was a father uh and probably about to be a grandfather but his daughter his youngest daughter was graduating from ucla with honors yeah and he had just recently gotten deported he was showing me pictures of the pictures they had sent of her walking down um and it was just devastating because he was such an awesome guy. He worked at the hotel that I was staying at the whole time. And yeah. he was such a, you know, just a lovely dad. He was yeah. just like a lovely old dude that just like sent was, a, just got sent away. away. And so pulled he's out just of his like, life yeah. for no reason. Yeah, well, because of fear, because of, because of fear, because of people's fear, you know, and their lack of deciding to educate themselves. They just continue to to fear yeah. and they like to make actions that hurt people and hurt families because they say it's the law yeah and 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 you know like i don't know that's all such a delicate subject i mean being puerto rican and not having that experience firsthand i yeah. feel like i'm not the most appropriate person sure. to talk about it but i can say that that's my family that's my like well, yeah, the mexican the, community and is, you can say that like you know after a certain point someone's american you know, and that you, you know whether the paperwork is there or not. Yeah, yeah. That you know if they if they play if they do right by the rules of America after fifteen, thirty, yeah, forty years, you're gonna what? Yeah, you're gonna just take them away from their family. I think that like empathy is something that's been lost pretty heavily um, these days. Sure. Like God forbid, any of us would have to leave this country and are not accepted in a place that we would deem sanctuary. Yeah. My God. Yeah. It, How yeah. just devastating. I mean, you just stop to think like, can you stop yeah. for one second and think about what that would feel like? Yeah. If we had to leave here, you had to leave your home where you call home, where you are the one who's like high in command with your, yeah. you know, like your privilege of being American and now you have to go to another country and they don't really want you to be there and they want to kick you out and push you to somewhere that's dangerous um, and yeah. somewhere maybe that you don't even know that you don't even call home anymore. That's right. Yeah, it's a, you know, it's a horrible uh, reality but it's something that has happened before and it n- doesn't end well. And it's not happening just to Latinos, it's happening to sure. lots of other cultures and yeah. it's real, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, yeah, we, it, it, speaking out is important and voting. Voting! Hopefully the voting. voting. Hopefully the voting will work. Hopefully we next saw. Time. Yeah. Hopefully we saw what. <laughs> oh man. Hopefully we saw what happens when yeah. you don't vote. That's right. Or you. Or you. You're short sighted. Yeah. Yeah. So how many more episodes of Jane do you have left to shoot? Um, I have till time? the end of March. So and I think I'm like. I'm on like 13. I have like four or five more to go. And then you're gonna run around and do press for Annihilation. Well, Annihilation comes out in like three weeks, so I have to do press now. This is what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm knee deep in like the Annihilation press. And the Miss Bala movie, when's that? I think that comes out towards the end of this year. All right, so how did this work out for you, this conversation? Did it work out? It did. Yeah. It's cool. <laughs> did it, I want to come it, back on like again. I, like I want, I want to like talk to you in like 10 years. About where, what, wherever what's happened? I'm, yeah. 
We can come back earlier yeah, if you want. I would love that too. Yeah, you can be. You can be. You can now be a friend of the show. I'm and you're a, like, I, hey, already a huge ridiculous hey, fan. Hey, it's it's Gina, and we're doing. We need to. You know, uh, I want to come talk about this thing I'm working on. That's awesome. And I'll be like, all right. So we should tell everybody then to go see Annihilation, sure. because it is. A specific movie for sure. Well, maybe I'll even watch it before we post this and I can make some comments before. Ooh, I would be very interested in hearing what those were. My favorite was listening to you talk to Darren Aronofsky, not uh, a finishing mother. And then did that work out for you? Some your, people got mad at me. I loved it. I love that you're so honest. Just please don't ever stop being honest. <laughs> I didn't know what to tell him. You know, like I, I tried. It was just the best. I said, I said to my boyfriend, I was like, I just have a feeling he's not going to be able to see Annihilation. And, and Joe said, um, He'll tell you. He's the one that put me on to you a few years ago, and it was the best thing he ever did. I am never alone in the car anymore because of you. Oh, good. Well, tell me about this guy. The greatest. The he, I met him on. I made him on Jane. He yeah. Came on Jane. He was a an actor. A, yeah, he had a guest star on Jane, mm -hmm. and, and then six months later, after London, after shooting Annihilation in London, shaving off my hair and feeling like a very unattractive and very unlike myself i went back to the gym back to the boxing gym and he came in the first day i came back and i was like damn who is this and then my trainer was like he was on your show <laughs> you didn't even remember no because he was Don yeah. he played don quixote he was like in oh. his outfit yeah and um and then he came up to me and said hello and then i saw him the day after and the day after and the day after and then i asked him out uh-huh and then uh, we've been dating ever since. That was still pretty new. Like almost two years. Oh, two years ago you shot Annihilation. Yeah. It's, I forget that there's yeah. so far. <laughs> yeah. Two years, that's not nothing. My hair shows our relationship, the hair growth oh. from my shave in the movie. So is he working a lot too? Yeah, he's he makes his own stuff. He's like the real deal. Oh, yeah? He just made a movie called Loose Cannons with his buddy. I have a little cameo. What's in his it. name? His name is Joe Lo Cicero. I got an Italian from Long Island. No! Yes. That's great. Yeah, he's incredible. Those guys are um, always characters of he, one kind or another. He's so smart. He's such a good writer and, and such a good actor. And he's going to go and premiere his, his movie at a festival this weekend. So oh, good. Well, it sounds like that sounds fun. Yeah, it's fun. There you go. And it's that's all that love's supposed to be, I think. Ooh, yeah. yeah. It should just be fun. Okay. I'll, People should just add to yeah. your life. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I I think that's true. I just don't think I know how to have fun in general. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean- I gotta work on that. I have a good voice that tells me to not have fun. She's she's <laughs> very loud and very present. Yeah. Um, but, but when I remind myself, then it's- all then right. it's good. Well, I'm going to start doing that. Yeah, just take I mean, those I'll, moments. I'll, just, I'll use your voice yeah, to remind mine. me to have fun. Have fun, Mark. Great. Thank you. Nice talking to you. Nice talking to you. Okay, that's it. That was a lovely chat. I enjoyed that. As I said, uh, you know, that's uh, her new movie, Annihilation, out the 23rd. And uh, yeah, Jane the Virgin, new episodes coming in March. Now I, I should I shouldn't play guitar because I know that we gotta get a couple of episodes in the can, and my producer Brendan McDonald doesn't want to do more work. I don't need him cutting, worrying about cutting because he's get you know he's gonna take a trip with his family, so we gotta get a couple episodes in the can. I don't want to make it more work by putting guitar on there for him to edit. So I'm not gonna do it. You're gonna have to live without my three chords today. All right, all right. 
Boomer lives.